Well, on this episode of MSU Today, we're going to be talking about Michigan State University's world-renowned leading school of packaging, and we're going to do that with the chairperson, Matt Dom. Matt, welcome back to MSU Today. Yeah, thank you, Russ. Glad to be here. And Eric Jonasson, you are with Landsmont. I didn't get your title, so why don't you tell us now what your title is at Landsmont? Yeah, my title is Vice President of Technology for my company, and I've been uh, a part of this company, my company, Landsmont Corporation, for the last 34 years. Graduate of Michigan State School of Packaging a long time ago, and worked for this one company for that entire career. Well, we're going to get back to Landsmont in a minute. But Matt, start by telling people about the School of Packaging. Just what would you like people to know what makes it so good? Yeah, well, first of all, most people have not heard of packaging or don't know that you can actually get a degree in packaging. But simplest way of explaining it is everything that you purchase comes in some kind of package. And so whether you're buying hair care products or pharmaceuticals, or you're buying electronic equipment or going into a grocery store. Someone's designing all of that. Someone's deciding what kind of materials and how it all gets put together, what kind of properties it needs to have. And you can actually go and get a degree in this. There's only a handful of programs across the U.S. that have this. We are the first. We are the largest. In fact, we graduate about 40% of all the packaging engineers that go into industry each year come right from our school here in East Lansing. And we have the distinction of being the only school that offers a Ph.D. in packaging. And so what happens is a lot of times we'll get international students that come over. They go through our program. They go back to their home countries to teach. And so we really do have a global impact uh, in the world of packaging. And Eric, from your perspective as a student, what makes it so good? And tell us a little bit about what attracted you. Did you come for the packaging or... What attracted you to MSU, and how has it impacted you for this career at Landsmont? Yeah, I started actually at a different university uh, once upon a time in a completely different area of uh, a study, really focused more on computer science, I guess, back in the time frame of my college degree. Um, Started out west a little bit in the United States, then moved back to community college in Michigan uh, after a couple years having a number of technical courses and, you know, basically computer science and technology courses. Knew I wanted to transfer to a larger university and started looking into uh, to options in the state and met with advisors at the community college that said, hey, how about this uh, program called packaging at Michigan State University? And of course, for me at that time, not a clue uh, as to what that meant um, and said, okay, what does that mean? And eventually, you know, they said many good things about it. And this is, again, got to imagine this is back in the mid-1980s. I guess I date myself a bit here. (laughs) Um, But it was, you know, they were very... it was just a really good conversation. Yeah. And then eventually they set me up with a meeting with a, a counselor here at School of Packaging. So I came down and met with those people. I'm from up in northern Michigan, and, and uh, they sold me on it. And, you know, just seemed like a great and, – and it blended well with the courses and skills that I had coming into the program or transferring in. So it just seemed like a good match and took off from there. So tell the us the, the Landsmont story. It's filled with MSU alumni and how you kind of got involved with Matt and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, our company, actually, the name Landsmont, uh, if you dissect the, the name itself, there's a Lands and there's a Mont associated with that. And the Lands part of Landsmont is from Lansing, Michigan. So we were established in 1971 as a formal corporation. But it was based upon research that was taking place here in the 1968 to through the 1970 time frame. 
Um, and that's where the, you know, the graduate students that were part of that uh, effort under Dr. James Goff, who was the director at that time, w you know, represented the lands in, in, in Landsmont. So the, the, the Mont side of Landsmont's name comes from Monterey, California, and, and that's related to the uh, Naval Postgraduate School that's located there in Monterey, higher education learning on the defense side of things. And they were uh, actually involved in, in dynamic testing, what we call shock testing, which basically means impact testing, slamming things together uh, in, in controlled methodologies to determine how durable or how robust products are before they ever get put in things like a protective package. How durable is your phone? How durable is your computer? How durable is your, your bottle of beer? Um, but on the, the military side, basically there was testing that was being performed to, on communications equipment that would be used on ships. You can think of, so if an explosion happens outside of a ship, uh, they want to make sure that the uh, communication equipment is going to continue to operate. And so Somehow, you know, there's it's a longer story, but the people at the Naval Postgraduate School got in communication with Dr. James Goff here at Michigan State and says, hey, if this whole methodology or approach works for testing and building better or more robust communications equipment, electronics, for military applications, why wouldn't it work for commercial, like, off-the-shelf products? And, and the idea there is if we can determine how tough or robust and actually use that information to build more robust products, then we can set the kind of design criteria for packaging. What does a package have to do? Not only does it have to you know, keep it clean and keep it from being stolen, but it has to protect it from all those bad things that might happen when a product's being transported from point A to point B or around the world. And so that's where the connection was made once upon a time. It's like- oh, That's cool. Yeah, can you people at the School of Packaging take this methodology and prove it out so that we can apply yeah. it? Yeah, in the commercial world. Yeah, well, and that and that was the origin of Michigan State School of Packaging becoming the thought leaders in a whole new industry. No one had ever really thought about this part of protecting product and then what that meant for packaging. And so a whole industry really was born out of that relationship. And, uh, and Michigan State became well known for the pioneering in this distribution packaging area. And so a lot of the equipment then was that then was developed started to mimic what was it like to be in the back of a truck what's it like to be in the cargo hold of an airplane what does it feel like when you're on a rail car and they they slam together and all of that was developed out of the school of packaging and this company called Landsmont led the way and so there's been a long rich history of thought leadership in this space with the school of packaging I love it so uh, so Matt Tell us about the addition to the building, a little bit about it and why it was important. What is it allowing you to do now that you couldn't before? Yeah, so our building has been around for a while. In fact, the last time that it was renovated was back in 1987, I think. There were no cell phones. Uh, there was no Wi-Fi, nothing like that. So things have drastically changed, of course. And we really felt that it was important for us to update our facilities really to enhance the way that we teach and to really be a focal center point and, and something that our alumni can be proud of. And we have a long history of very high-profile alumni who have done fantastic things. <clears throat> and so the building really wasn't befitting of that kind of legacy. And it really wasn't something that we felt was going to propel us and attract new students going into the future. 
So over the course of about 18 months, we were able to raise uh, over $10 million and uh, complete a renovation and an, uh, a building extension. And so as part of that, we invited companies to partner with us and refresh some of the equipment. And that's how we reconnected with Landsmont. And it just made perfect sense because of the origins of this whole field being at Michigan State. And so kind of full circle, Landsmont's generous donation helps us to refresh our equipment and bring in some new cutting edge equipment that'll lead to new research. And why, Eric, was Landsmont so interested in helping out? Well, yeah, that's partly because what I felt like I've learned from the people that hired me who were some of the original founders of my company. They brought me into the company and kind of, you know, left a legacy in, in uh, their behavior and how to give back, which means, you know, in part giving uh, donations and things and supporting research, but it also means participating in it. You know, it's not just giving, it's it's giving and, and being active in it. And uh, and that can either, you know, be through uh, supporting education through these types of gifts of technology and equipment, but it also means being involved in cooperative efforts like in uh, that set standards, that set standards for how you use that type of technology. You know, you know, what do we do with this now that we have it? And if it needs to change or be updated or, or you know, have some additional performance, what is that? And then how do we, uh, you know, set standards so that it can be deployed in industry? And so from my side is, you know, I, uh, there, there are different ways, you know, I'm not really directly involved in selling. I'm more in promotion or being an advocate, I feel like almost for my company. And so if I, uh, instead of, you know, I want people to, I feel like I need to believe in technology before I'm willing and able to promote it. And so I need to see that it's offering some value or substance versus just go, you know, trying to push it and, and selling our equipment. And I feel like one of the best ways of doing that is to have like independent, you know, hands off uh, approach to that that says, I believe in this technology, but what about you? And, you know, and and so partnerships and, and uh, relationships with universities is the best to me, one of the best ways of getting that type of feedback. Right. You tell me we think we have a good, you know direction here with this type of technology, you guys help prove that out or validate that through independent kind of, you know, hands distance or arms length uh, approach in doing that research. And then we, you know, support, participate in that. And, and if it's good, we figure out how to collectively move it forward. And if it's got challenges, we figure that out and, and address those as well. But I like, you know, I think I, I say that the, the, the universities in, in the research community is you know kind of acts as like the incubator for ideas that my company might take and try to you know run and, and develop or move forward but the, it's an incubator yeah. so you know there's there's a lot of good energy so guys i know we could have like a conference on this but mm -hmm. just sort of from your perspective what are some of the challenges and opportunities ahead for packaging what are your researchers looking at and students working on what's what's ahead yeah uh, this is a very pivotal time i think in the, the history of packaging, in particular this field, distribution packaging. And I say that because a lot of the test standards and, and equipment that exist have been around for decades. And I think a lot of companies now are finding that traditional ways of testing things are not leading to the results that they expect. So take, for example, uh, I'll just pick like a, a biologic from a pharmaceutical company. You put it uh, on the lab in the, in the lab, and you shake it around, and it looks good. It looks fine. 
you put it on the back of a truck and all of a sudden now there's issues. Well, so there's some, there's some gap. And, and what's happening is technology is starting to advance where we think we can do a better job in the lab to recreate what's actually happening in the field. And so this is where Landsmont comes in. And one of the pieces of equipment that they're providing for us is called a true motion device. Basically, think of a truck, forward stop, forward stop, forward stop, that kind of motion. Now we can recreate that very well in the lab. So it's going to open up all kinds of new uh, research that we're going to be able to do, which we hope then resets the test standards for the whole industry. So that that's the other key thing here is that the kinds of uh, endeavors that we want to do at Michigan State, they're not incremental. They really are about taking this big step forward and moving a whole industry because we have this big, wide uh, industry influence with all of our alumni and we have the pedigree and the thought leadership over the years, and now is time to to push that forward in this particular area. Yeah, well said. And Eric, from the industry perspective, same question. Yeah, it, well, and one of the ways we like to kind of describe how we fit, I guess, in this uh, in this packaging and testing space is that we think of things in terms of there are you have products that you have to move through the supply chain, the distribution environment. You have these products, you have to get them from point A to point B. And, and typically that supply chain or, or transport environment has bad things that can happen there, right? They can be dropped, shaken, crushed. A lot of, a lot of things can happen there. My, so we need to understand what that environment looks like. And as maybe Matt alluded to is with advances in technology and, and even individual uh, efforts to go and, and characterize that, we have means to go out and kind of record all that, define what all those bad things are. In every corner of the world, quite frankly, we have much more clarity on what that looks like and being able to characterize that. So if you have a, a, a fragile product and you have to move it through that environment, you have to then decide wh how you're going to protect it in that environment. And so it's really important to know about each of those three things, product, environment, and then packaging, because the three of those have to work together. They have to complement one another to you know, eventually deliver products of quality to the consumer or whoever's purchasing those. And and I would say traditionally the testing methodologies people use to simulate all those bad things are probably a little bit more aggressive and conservative because, uh, you know, when they were, let's say if they were developed 40 years ago, the, the ability to really zero in on some of that stuff was not as good as it was today or in advanced. So people built some conservatism into those methodologies. Yeah. And now with things like, uh, you know, sustain, the idea of sustainability, which applies in, you know, to many different industries, but in packaging, it basically means do more with less, right? It means use less materials, whether it's plastic, you know, or, or fiber, cardboard, we call it corrugated in our world, but it's it's really use less of those materials. Yeah. Well, there's a risk associated with that, right? If you... How, how much less before I might have problems because if I use less and less with, with in, in you know all in a the direction of doing good things from a sustainability perspective but if that causes whatever's inside that packaging to get damaged that's a way worse unsustainable result uh, to have damaged products just because of the amount of resources that go into building those products so having much more clarity on on all of that, you know, each of those three segments, product, package, environment, allows you to get to potentially 
develop testing methodologies that are much more representative of the real world in the real challenges that are outside, yeah. which offers them the ability to dial down maybe or to tweak the severity of those types of inputs so that they reflect better reflect reality. And then, you know, it just allows for the in that whole process a more you know, documented or defendable position to say, I developed this protective packaging solution with all of that in mind. So let me stay with you, Eric, then I'll ask uh, Matt uh, for your advice for a young person thinking about a career heading off to college soon or whatever. Why is packaging a good thing to consider? Because of the, uh, you know, so many different reasons, but the diversity uh, involved in packaging. There's so many directions you can go. I, uh, you know, myself at the time when I went through the program, it was really either a technical direction or a or a business, which is maybe more marketing. But you can think of, you know, and I, Matt would be better, well versed in saying all the 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 functions of packaging. But obviously, some of that is protection, some yep. of it's selling, some of it's communication, um, and containment. There's just all these different roles. Uh, for packaging and you know you can jump in and have direction right from the from the education side of things you can start in the technical or like for me the the protection side of it but once you get in into it there are so many different directions you can go you know within industry and or with companies even with the same company you can start out in the protection side of it and move into marketing supply chain logistics you know we have a great supply chain program that's right here yeah at, uh, at michigan state but a lot of people you know might start in packaging and eventually move into that yeah. type of area of responsibility. So the diversity is great. And then just, I would say the reality with, with, uh, you know, the economy and, and, and product development, it's almost like, you know, it's funny way of saying it, but it's like job security. Yeah. Every day there's a new product out yeah. there. It's got a new shape. It's got a new form. It's got a new fragility associated with it. And it's like, all right, we got this new widget. Now, how are we going to get that to the consumers? And that changes constantly. And, and it sometimes, quite frankly, that can provide headaches for people that are responsible, you know, have responsibility in that supply chain. But it also, yeah. it's fun. Right. It's fun. There's never, just the diversity yeah. challenges are always there. Yeah. So, Matt, why packaging and why MSU for packaging? Well, I think there's two two key things that, that come to my mind, why packaging. First is something that Eric alluded to, which is, there is a there's a diversity in our program, you know. It's not all uh, science. It's it, it's a little bit of science. There's a little bit of art. There's a little bit of communication. There's a little bit of business. So for those who have curious minds and like to connect different ideas and disciplines together, we offer that in our program. And so a lot of that gets applied in packaging positions, but it also gives you a good base if you end up doing something else in your career. So that's that's the first thing is that it's so very interesting because it's, it integrates many different disciplines. The second I would say is the impact that you can have. Our graduates go and work at Fortune 500 companies. You'll find our alum in all different levels. Imagine you go into a, a major consumer goods company and within the first year you're designing new packaging that goes out to all of the U.S. and maybe even the world. So huge impact in, or an in, in opportunity for sustainability and driving sustainable designs, being creative. Uh, and, and so there's this, this sense that you're going to go and you're going to make a big impact, especially in the area of sustainability right now in packaging. And why Michigan State? Well, partly because we, we have the largest program. So you're going to find a lot of different ways to, to 
scratch your itch, so to yeah. speak, right? You know, if you if you like automotive industry, you can go into automotive packaging. You like consumer goods, go into consumer goods. Pharmaceutical. There's just a wide range of uh, of offerings that we have. Faculty here are second to none. We got some of the best research going on in the world, and of course, we got a brand new facility. So if you come here, you're going to feel great, and you're going to learn in a great environment. Another uh, strong point to why packaging is because it, it is it's a community. There's a community. It's certainly Michigan State is the, one of the largest. Sounds like it's going to be if it's forty percent, it's going to be it, go green, go white yes, everywhere. It is. It, well, and, and it literally is. And and I have the you know over my career. I, if you want to call it the uh, the pleasure, sometimes it's stressful, but I give the <laughs> pleasure of being able to travel around the world, working with the industry, and, and you know, going trying to help solve problems with people like uh, many of the brands that that we have here in the room, like these our phones that we're we're carrying yeah. around with us, the computer that you're working on, the uh, elect, you know the audio equipment that you're recording. Yeah. Those are all our customers. So we travel yeah. the world helping those people, and it's not atypical to be in Brazil. Korea, China, Japan, uh, the Netherlands, and in being walking by a cubicle and seeing a green S on the yeah, on the yeah, side of the and you, yeah. literally saying "Go green, go white." I've said it on probably you know six or seven continents, yes. right? So right. it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, Eric and Matt, thanks again for coming in yeah, and telling you, us about the renowned school of packaging at MSU and the Landsmont Corporation. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having us. And that us. is Eric Jonasson from Landsmont. Matt Dom is the chairperson of Michigan State University School of Packaging. More at packaging.msu.edu. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.